I'm George Knapp, listening to that UFO podcast and having one hell of a good time. I'm going to ask you a question. Who has David Grush, if he knows this information, who has he told it to? So I would imagine he's told it to the Inspector General when he made his complaint and he's had that filing. I don't know, has he mentioned it in any sort of committee before he spoke to Congress? Or has he kept that completely to himself? And this is really the first well, time no, anyone's seen no, 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 no. it. Okay, yeah, let's clarify. Let's clarify. So David Grush can tell anybody that information if they have the proper clearance mm-hmm. and, and, and they have the ability to hear him. So did you notice when he said in Congress a bunch, he's like, yeah, if you have the proper authorities and whatever, like I'll, I'll immediately give you yeah. all that information. So I, I really want to be careful here. So your audience understands David Grush has done everything by the book. He has never disclosed information that was classified or even sensitive coming close to that to any journalist or to anybody he shouldn't. That's what I respect about him. So with that information that you now have, that that he has done things by the book, the question is, who can he tell? And he was extremely clear with who can he tell, which is anybody that will listen that has clearance and that has authority to be able to hear it legally. So with that said, I cannot report to you who David Grush has told, but what I can tell you is that the people in the right setting, in with the right clearance, who he has told found it credible, they found it urgent, and in fact have verified through their own investigation, because it's an open investigation, that what he said is correct. Now, your point is more about like, okay, so the public's going to know, the companies are going to know. If the companies know, we'll call them companies. It could be agencies, could be yeah, yeah contractors. Could they just move it? Yeah, yeah, of course. So you have to be strategic, right? And some things are hard to move. I'm not going any further on that, but I'm just saying some things are hard to move. So with that said, the cat is out of the bag and we are trying to get to a point where there's actionable intelligence and where that action gets taken by the authority that should take that action and not by authority that shouldn't, right? So to to your point, to be very, very, very clear, and, and by the way, man, I want, I am... Whatever you want to talk about, let's clarify for everybody, okay? So when it comes to can they move it, fuck yeah, they can move some stuff. Of course, they have directly threatened people. That's what you heard him testify to. Believe yeah. it or not, it's true. So yeah, they could, that can happen, but there are measures in place to try to make this so that if something's moved, there's record of it. If, if something's changed, there's notification of that. You know, there are people looking and watching with a microscope and and how you know that, let me just give you something concrete and solid, how you know that, that amendment that was put forward, are you aware of the recent amendment that was put forward? And the legislation? Yeah. You aware of that? Okay, cool. So your audience, that's not, does that look like an 
uninformed piece of legislation? No. Right. So beyond a shadow of a doubt, people have been proven to that what is being sought actually exists. So then you do legislation to do it right. Read between the fucking lines, man. You know, not you, not you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Not you, buddy. No. For your I'm, audience. I'm going to cut that out and make it look like you said that to me. No, I won't. Um, my concern, though, to, to pinpoint in on it, Jeremy, and this might get a little bit conspiratorial, but I mean, th- this is what we're talking about, is imagine in a setting three weeks ago, David Grush speaks to three individuals in a room who have the right clearance to hear what he has to say. And he says to them, you know, we'll call them Jeremy, George and Dave. And he says, "Okay, here's the names and locations of what I know and where it is. And my concern is those are the right people. David Grush has done this by the book. He's an incredibly intelligent guy. He knows exactly what he's doing three steps ahead by the looks of it. I I think, though, that given how deep this goes and this cover up goes, that one of those individuals potentially goes, that's really interesting. You know, thank you, Mr. Grush. We'll take that on board and we're going to action this steps outside and makes a phone call to their friend at Agency A or Lockheed B, whatever you want to call it, and says, just so you know, we have this gentleman just informed us they're looking to come to you. Uh, You've got a few days to maybe get some stuff moved. And what you're saying is that could happen. Stuff could be moved, but not everything can be moved. Right. We'll leave it there on everything can be moved thing. But yeah, so so check it out, man. Um, Fact, I am told... When, when people go into um, sensitive meetings, I am told what happens in those meetings. I'm just a journalist. So it is fact that that, it, that occurs when you have a private meeting, that it is not private. So we're talking about a, a higher level of that. Mm-hmm. And, and you might want to look at something I posted recently on Twitter, where I was kind of pissed. I never talk shit about people openly um, to try to shame them in some way, unless there's a reason. And you see, I said something about Dr. Kirkpatrick. And and the reason I I said that is because I have direct knowledge. And I mean, I don't think that's a hidden, I have direct knowledge and, and people come to me about certain things. And oh, yeah, man, if you look at his emotional letter that he wrote, kind of against the hearings and against people coming forward to testify like commander david fravor right Mm -hmm. first of all he didn't even know the difference between a whistleblower and a a top gun pilot and that letter was illegal on many levels and let me tell you why there's something i won't get into legal stuff i'm not a lawyer but but i do know enough now but you so premise for your audience okay You've got a government organization that you're supposed to trust and I'm supposed to like send people to like, that's what they're telling people to do is like send them through that channel and they're supposed to protect whistleblowers. And you've got Rubio on TV, who's a badass, by the way. Right. And he's like, I am concerned because people are concerned for their personal safety. Did you hear that? How he said, we're taking this seriously because people are concerned. They are concerned about their personal safety. So he's like doing it right. Rubio, man, doing it right. Keep going, buddy. Don't stop. Okay, but check it out. You've got somebody who's running this program that's supposed to be absorbing testimony from witnesses. And he goes up there and speaks with his mouth in his nice little suit. 
And he's saying shit that I know is smack in the face to what he's directly been testified to. And I would dare to say proven to about certain things. And then he writes this statement that's like derogatory and uninformed about the people that came forward in a professional setting. And he's supposed to be absorbing those testimonies. Oh, first of all, that's illegal under the, I think it's called the Thatch Act or Hatch Act, whatever it is. And then more than that, morally, your moral basic compass, how can you have somebody being derogatory towards people that are saying with impeccable careers that say, this is what I've done for my country for decades. And this is what I'm telling you. Why would you write a letter like that? And you're saying, oh, I'm not talking for my organization. I'm talking for myself. Oh, come on. You can't sit there as a government employee and say that your personal opinion is separate and put that out publicly. I'm sorry, dude. I am pissed. I'm not letting that go. It's bullshit. And people should investigate that from a legal standpoint and take action on that because that is, that is a bad actor. That is bad. If you watch any of my weaponized episodes, I'm always the one being like to George. I'm like, oh, it's cool. Don't worry about it. It's cool. You know, we're going to get there. Let's have trust. Let's have, oh no, I'm past that, buddy. You're on my radar, straight up on my radar. And I got a big ass mouth. So there you go. You got a little bit of it, but there's other people that are going to handle that. There's other people that are going to look at the illegalities of, of, of saying things out of school and doing things out of school. That letter to me read like a letter from someone who knows he's on the way out. And it's the the death throes of of someone in a role that they know is that they're biding their time. Either they want to go, and it's a let go of me letter, or they're just kind of kicking the kicking the furniture over on the way out. Good, get out of there, because we have people that actually are patriots, and people that actually serve the country, and people that actually know that the American public not only has a a, a right to know, but has a need to know. So yeah, whatever, man. I'm sorry, you know, cut that out if you want. But not it makes at all. me pissed. I, I never cut anything out that I'm not asked to. Look, and- man, it, it makes me pissed. It makes me pissed because people have put their lives on the line to say what they believe is true. Now, if you don't believe them, that's fine. Let's do the investigation. You know, it, it's like people calling for me to be, you know, locked up or something for being a journalist. Well, clearly you don't know what journalism is. And clearly you don't understand shield law and clearly you don't understand that George and I get everything, how we get it from multiple, 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 multiple sources. And we vet it and we do our damned best and we fight for people. So look, man, I, I'm just saying everybody's going to target the bullshit. And if you listen to the bullshit, then, then you're going to be lost. There's a much bigger thing happening. So I embrace that. Let's go. Let's go into court. Let's talk about it. Ask me a question you don't want me to answer. So anyway, man, when it comes to people like David Grush and, and, and the other gentlemen standing, of course, sitting there, but David Grush, like, you know, he's putting his ass on the line. I want you all to know that. And he's doing it for you, not for himself. I'm going to ask you one of those questions you don't want to answer because you've mentioned something twice before, and I think this is what you're getting at when you say you can't say anymore. Um, Ross Coulthart not too long ago mentioned uh, being aware of a UFO that was found outside of the United States, and it was so big they had to build around it. 
And I don't know if that's what you were alluding to when you mentioned previously, but things that are so big, they can't be moved. And it, it would be remiss of me to ask, what are your thoughts on that? And, and do you know much more about it? Um, sure. I, I, I know a lot about that story. You know, of course, I think that's out of school, though. You know, that's something that I, I've never, you know, kind of had an indication that that's something, you know, for the good of the American public. Um, if it's true, it, there's probably classifications around it. So I, I, I wouldn't talk about that publicly. I, I think that's talking out of school. Now, is it true? I, I have no idea, buddy. Like I just straight up, I have, I have no idea, you know, for, for that to be true, I'd have to uh, go physically there. That's kind of the type of reporting I like to do is, you know, knock on the door and, you know, so I don't know. I don't want to contribute to one mystifying something that doesn't need to be mystified and sensationalized. And two, I don't want to report on something that has not been directly been like, this is not in confidence. You know, this is not in confidence. You can, yeah. you know, so like, sure, I know all about that. But like, the question is, um, is that what's important right now? What's important right now? What's important is what we can go physically touch and prove and knock on those doors and kick in those doors. So I'm not trying to evade you. I'm just like, I ain't talking about that. Something I think you will talk about because you've touched on it a few times is those witnesses who may come forward in future. And I think this will be the kind of thing you're probably working on already, given it sounds like what you are trying to do as part of this hearing alone as well. And I want to know, and I'm coming at this as a, it's, it's very much speculation. And that's how I think we can talk around this anyway. If I'm someone who worked on a legacy UFO program and what we're talking about is crash retrievals, I have worked on bits of or an intact craft. What can I come forward in that sort of setting that we've just seen and realistically say? Yeah. So you, you, if you, so if I understand your question, if there are fucking legions of people that have direct firsthand knowledge that have kind of felt out what's going on, they've realized that there is a major criminal element to this. And let's just pretend that they very thoughtfully, very thoughtfully spoke because maybe they're in active agencies, organizations, contractors, that their clearances, their livelihood, all of this is important to them because they're human beings. And they very thoughtfully over years and collectively and non-collectively spoke with people, then I would advise them directly to hold a beat, to wait a second, to figure out who you can trust, and then say what you can say to those where you are being a patriotic American, if you're in America and if you're outside, then to your country, and inform people that would have actionable ability on what you're saying to protect you. That's what I would do if, if that was me. Now, with that said, I wouldn't go to a politician. I would not trust Arrow straight up. Sorry to report that. I would be careful which journalist you decide to speak with to protect you. I would choose the ones that consistently have not broken the stories that they've had before other people. And, and also I would 
I would choose the journalists that haven't told your friends' stories yet, if you know about that. That's what I would do. Or I'd find somebody completely separate who would have the power to put it all out all at once real quick. You know, I would also say maybe very simply, you know, somebody like, actually, I I can't say that because I don't know. I don't really know if I can trust that person. So I would just be really careful who you trust if it's actual information. And I would do it in the most gentle way possible, but be aggressive in getting in contact with those people now, because the world is changing. There's things that are going to happen where people are going to be heard. And it's way better if you protect yourself before. If it was me or my brother or my my family, I would say, yeah, protect yourself, but get ahead of it. Are, are we past the point now of, for a, for a long time, it seems like myself and others in the UFO community have waited for a new video, the extended version of the gimbal video, more Tic Tac videos to come out. Are we past that being something we should be waiting on? And is this the new road to go down? No. I think that there are great high fidelity videos that do not compromise national security with what's in the background of those videos of craft of unknown origin, unknown to the United States government, unknown to China, unknown to Russia, unknown to any technologically advanced nation that I am aware of that definitively prove and show that this uh, phenomenon can be seen and recorded. Um, I, in fact, know with 100% unambiguous certainty that those videos do exist. And um, I know that journalists can be sent anything as long as it's not clearly marked that they shouldn't. And I know that there's numerous individuals that are trying to get more out, but trying to make sure they can keep getting them out and that they don't compromise or hurt. Most importantly, like let's say we're in America, national security in America. Now, with that said, let me bring you down a notch from what your mind is doing right now, mm-hmm. which is that no one video, even if it's filmed by our military, and even if it does show one of these craft that can do things that we don't quite yet understand from the laws of physics as we understand them, which need to be redefined, no one piece of footage or video, even if it was other sensor reconnaissance platforms above 80,000 feet in space, satellite systems that would be classified, even if you have that, which other people have said they've seen. I know um, Christopher Mellon said that he has seen satellite you know, mm-hmm. visuals. Yep. Okay. And I know other people, I think Ratcliffe said something about, you know, that we pick these up on satellites which is a very loose term. Um, No one piece of footage, Andy, like if I've seen one piece of footage and I'm like, oh, that's it, that's it, that's the one, you know, throw that out, doesn't matter, let's go, this is bigger than anything. It, it, It doesn't work like that. It's the preposterous preponderance of evidence and information and sensors and data and collaboration and corroboration that is the weight, that is the power of trying to understand what we think the UAP presence represents to humanity on planet Earth. What we think it represents. 
So we're running towards the end of your time and you've been very good, Jeremy. We've got a couple of things I still want to ask you, including a little bit on weaponized, if you don't mind. Um, Let's go. Let's go. It's it's getting towards the end of the year already. We're into August. We're heading towards 2024. Do you see anything as big as the hearings happening still before the end of this year? Or are we starting to look into next year? Oh, I do not make predictions on things that I don't have direct control of. So I'm going to pass on that. But I, but I can say that there will be more hearings and there won't, and it won't, it'll be, uh, there's different groups that will be holding hearings, public, public hearings. And question, devil's advocate, I need you to put your hat on for a minute here and not be Jeremy Corbell, okay? Um, given... <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to be anybody else, dude. I am so, I don't know. <laughs> well, Go ahead, given everything you know that's going on, things happening in the background, how could this genie go back into the bottle? Oh, how, it's can, not how, how can this go away? It's not going to. It's completely impossible. Like, there, there are things in, there's no way. So everybody get ready for that. Like, or sorry, everybody um, process that, realize that this is not going away. There's no way to put this back. Like physically, tangibly, there's no way. Now, I, I don't know what that looks like. This could be a very long series of explosive booms, right? But it's not going back. It's not going away. Even if you dislike that, there's no way. Impossible. Could we be stuck in a purgatory of where we are now for a long time? Sure. The, the door's open, but we can't quite get it fully open. Oh, oh, I suspect we will be. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what's time for you? I, I live on cosmic time. I don't even, like, we're just, we're going to the right place, man. We're aiming and we started off our rocket engines with the exact right orientation. So we are going to end up as long as, long as our rockets and our boosters are pushing we're going to end up at the target. Yeah, we will. A big part of where we're going, and the last six months has been weaponized, your vehicle with George Knapp, and we'll make this quick, Jeremy, because like I say, we're running out of time. Um, It rides high amongst the science charts as one of, if not the most listened to, science-based podcasts, depending on the platform and country. You must be very proud of that, and that must be very satisfying for you and George. So the nice question first, how does that feel? Oh, dude, I, I have no emotional response to that. I'm glad people are listening. I'm just doing my job. I swear on, swear on my life. I, I, I could give a shit about numbers. If people are listening, great. Hopefully we're informing them and, and hopefully we're doing a good job. And I'll ask on that. The, it's not all been smooth sailing. You said to me earlier, you know, and people always think before these happen, it's like, oh, they vet the questions or Jeremy doesn't want to be asked things. And I've had that for all kinds of guests. Jeremy is very open to ask me anything you want, good, yes. bad and ugly. There's been a few times or incidents where it's not been smooth sailing. The 29 Pams one that covered a couple of shows and you and George were very good to put out a follow-up show very quickly. Um, would you say that was a misstep or a mistake? Where do you sit on that incident? Because you saw online and from the reaction, and George did as well, some of the shit that was thrown at you both for what people claimed either a lack of research, it took two years, and then within five minutes, online journalists, in quotation marks, had solved the case as such. They have not, they have not solved the case. It's like the pyramid, the triangle, the bouquet bullshit. They have not solved the case. And I can tell you that. So a misstep, like, a, you know, Framing of a question is really important, buddy. Like, 
how do I feel about it? Maybe let's talk about that. Let's talk about how I feel about it, right? Yeah. Um, there was not a single misstep. Like if, if we had a misstep, then we would just publicly talk about that. Um, here's the deal. It's like with the bouquet thing. Um, people will try to dismiss a big thing by looking at a, a small thing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to give me time. We can't just cut this podcast. If you want me to answer, you have to let me answer. Okay? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not in a rush for time. Are you in a rush for time? No, God, no. I'll sit here all okay. night. Here we go. Go on. So you have to look at it this way. Like, what do we know? We know that there was a swarm base event of UFOs that was durational over numerous days and 10 Navy warships. Look at our history. People said, and it was in the news, that these were Chinese drones launched off of the Bass Strait. And that got taken. It got put on Wikipedia. Some crap magazine put an article out on that. Oh, but that was until I found the one guy who went on record with me on my show whose job was to watch the Bass Strait. And he was like, dude, we really wanted to be able to say that there was launch and land from the Bass Strait because he didn't know. He didn't have situational awareness of all these ships. He had no idea. He's just looking at this one thing. Is Are they land, la- launching or landing off that ship? So that should tell you something, that certain people say one thing and they mm-hmm. say, we're right. And look, it might sound logical to a lot of people. And then there's me and there's George Knapp. And we take our time. And then all of a sudden, we've got the guy whose one job it was to tell us if that is true or if that is not true. So our record in journalism thus far is damn good. We reported it as we knew it at the time, and it happened to be correct. Sure, there may be times in the future where we are not correct. But also, what are we saying? What are we actually saying? Are we saying that what was swarming the Navy warships was from Zeta Reticuli? Like, what are we saying? So people should listen a little bit more. The bouquet thing, the moment that the official study of this, which has way more information than anybody has online, unfortunately, says to me, or I find out that they no longer believe that these were, some were, triangular by angle of observation, which is pyramid in shape, mm-hmm. which is in the moment I get information that that is correct information. And, and it's proven to me that, that that is not the case. I will report it. I didn't just pull the word. Like everybody likes to say that I said pyramids, flying pyramids. I thought I was really clear. They're listed from other sensor systems. Some of them as pyramid in shape in, how can I say this, in documents that have different classifications than unclassified. Take that for what you want. You don't got to believe me. Okay. So I have so many arguments against that one thing that here, here's my main argument. Don't dismiss something just because somebody says it. And, and, and also, be patient, take your time, take in the information before you jump 
to conclusions because you have an emotional reaction because you want to believe something or you don't want to believe something. Okay. Same thing when it comes to 29 palms. My job is to find out the actual truth, not to prove something to you one way or the other. I'm giving you the information from the best of my ability at that specific time on where we're at. That is not case solved at this specific time on where I'm at. There are competing theories. Hmm. I have a lot more information than just what you see us put out. So the question becomes, is this flares? If the, is this not flares? And there is cool evidence both ways, which by the way, is not something that I immediately came to the conclusion that this was easily solvable. And then why would I report on it? Right? So the question becomes very simple and, and tactical. There's new information. The bombshell information is that there's a hundred and something photos of that event series. Okay. I saw one that looked similar to what we saw. Yeah. However, am I missing something? Because I've been lied to before by, by the DOD. I, I've been seeded false information that I haven't published, actually. So the question is, was there metadata on that photo that definitively shows the exact time and location of that image? If so, I would like to see it, although I'm not like honestly like one case at this point. Okay. But I would like to see it. Yeah, And I would like to pass it on to analysts that are not biased and include that in our investigation. My job has been a lot of human, you know, human intelligence. You know, what, how do you have any of those videos? You have them because I provided them to you. There was one image or something that was out. I had never seen it before, but like, oh, I've got a preponderance now. So the question is, can we get answers for the Marines? So backing up big picture, right? When you report on something like this, we said from the beginning that crowdsourcing, putting it out to the public because we yeah. had gotten to a dead end was our goal. Now you can, you know, try to say that wasn't our goal or whatever, then, you know, that's your problem. You don't get reality. That's fine with me. Don't care. Moving forward. I'm already 20 billion steps ahead. But my advice to anybody in your audience is to look at the whole picture of what's going on with people's reporting, wh what have they been correct about, then also have patience with reporters because they're doing their best job or the best they can do, which is always the best you can do. And if you're doing that, great, right? So I hope I addressed a couple of those specifics with you, but I wouldn't sit here today and say, you know, I think that, or I am informed that some of these craft that were around the 10 ships in 2019, which is by the way, one swarm out of many that I will mm. be reporting on. Like one as recent as um, like very recent and one in another country, because there's so many like that I get informed about, but I need things to put out to the public if I'm going to report on it. So I would look at the whole thing and I would say, what am I missing here? Right? So if I knew for sure that these were not, some of them were not, you know, pyramid in shape, then I would report that immediately, right? 
But I can't sit here and tell you that honestly now, because that is how some of them were reported. I mean, I have people that haven't gone on record yet, like where you can hear their voices, mm -hmm. that saw them move with absolute, like one of the five observables, instantaneous movement, like direct yes. firsthand witness. So anyway, I'm, that's a long way around to say, use your fucking brain. And again, not me. That's to just a general point. No, that was to you, buddy. No, <laughs> no, no, no look, man, we all got to have it. patience. We have to have patience. I get it. 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 How easy it is to want to hate people. I get it. How easy it is to, to dismiss other people's work. I get it. How easy it is to say, you know, oh, you're not being fully transparent, but you don't live in my head. I live in your head. Remember, we had that conversation. So here's the deal, man. I'll, you know, when I get something that's solid, I'm going to tell you right now I'm fighting for 50 Marines and I don't give a shit about the pyramid thing because I know something you don't. I'm sorry. Wish it was roles were reversed because then I could sleep better at night, but fuck off. And I'll ask one more thing on that with weaponized. What yeah. have you learned? Because you've spent, you've spent years as well. We say George Knapp's had decades. You have been heavily involved in the UFO topic, deeply yeah. involved in the UFO topic now, especially these last, what, four, five, six years in the reporting you've done. What are you learning just from that instant reaction from weaponized where you make a Netflix documentary, it takes you five years to make it, you put it out, there's a slow burn, a reaction that the, the reviews come in, whereas you do weaponized and within half an hour, you've got 5,000 responses telling you this is wrong, this is wrong, this was right, this was good, this was shit. Do you learn anything different from that? Does it change your style or does it just go by the way? Bro, bro I haven't read a, a single comment from weaponized. I'm glad to know that it's blowing up. Like I, I truly can't allow myself that luxury of that kind of self-reflection. So I, you're telling me it's doing great. Mm. I'm glad it's doing great. Um, the, the comments, don't think I'm dismissing the comments. Like when I go into that live chat, come join me every single week that I, I've missed maybe one where, where I'm in there talking with everybody. Like that's really yeah. me. Like I'm in there. Right. So I, I don't really care what people think of good or bad, unless it's like constructive and like helps us get better. But like, Dude, I don't have time for it. I just don't have time. I am so grateful that people listen and that they're getting informed. And praise and blame is all the same. You know, I, I really don't care. Um, you know, I, I just want to do the best work I can without a, the distraction of what other people think of it. Um, if I am uninformed about something, I would like to know. Or if I've got something wrong, I would like to know. Or if I could do something better, like sure, tell me. I hope I can do it better. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's how it feels. No, it does. And I can assure you, Weaponize is doing very well. Cause, uh, Excellent. It's, yeah, it's in the same chart as me. And I can all, you're, always, you're always above, but I would expect that. You and George are huge names and, and you do your jobs very well as Let's well. Let's blow you up, buddy. This is fun. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to leave it here for everyone. And we're going to spend five minutes for the paid subscribers who are very great supporting me in the podcast. Let's talk um, about Bob Lazar for your paid subscribers because there's something yes. I got to tell you. Yes, we will do that. Folks, thank okay. you very much for listening, checking out the podcast. Thank you to Jeremy. We'll speak to you all next week. Okay, for your audience, I just want to say, look, we are all in this together. Every journalist, every reporter, every podcaster, every consumer of the information, but everybody is not in this together equally. Meaning if you haven't thrown down, if you haven't done your part then you are seriously parasitic to this. You are just absorbing. You need to jump in. 
You need to do something, anything you can do. If you write, write. If you talk, talk. If you film, film. Don't ask me what you can do. I don't know what you can do. But what you can do is think about the most powerful punch you can throw to get closer to the truth and just throw it. Don't tell me your plans to throw it. Don't tell me your setup to throw it. Just throw it. Just do it. Wherever you land, it's going to get us closer, but do it with love, do it with patience, and do it in an inclusive way that doesn't have some sub agenda just to fuck with people. Do it. Just do it for truth. Do it for understanding. That's my message. Now we can move on to Bob Lazar and your Patreon. Let's go, baby. That is all for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform. You can like, retweet and subscribe. That would all be very much appreciated. The shows are being uploaded onto YouTube as we speak more and more. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that UFO podcast to access shows ad free as well. Please get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that UFO podcast. Of course, on Twitter, it's at UFO, U-A-P-A-M. And again, folks, as always, keep looking up. You never know what you might see. It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Chaucer, a little Baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing bass for the Parliament of Fuck. The little fucker...